I'd like to take a moment and have a real heart-to-heart with you. If you're able right now, place your hand over your heart. Can you feel it? That's your heartbeat telling you that you're alive. It's the same for a preborn baby. Their heart begins to form at conception, and at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. And that's why we've partnered with Preborn, because we need to help these precious babies. Every day, Preborn's networks of clinics rescue 200 babies from abortion. When a mother with an unplanned pregnancy meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine encounter. That doubles a baby's chances at life. And by six weeks, the eyes are forming. By 10 weeks, a baby is able to suck his or her own thumb. And for just $28, you could be the difference between life or death of a child. All gifts are tax deductible, and I want you to donate. All you have to do is just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. You can also donate securely at preborn.com slash verdict. That's preborn.com slash verdict or pound 250 and say the keyword baby. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million dollars. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Are you being influenced? If you've watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, I'm Senator Lindsey Graham. Welcome to Verdict with Ted Cruz, the number one podcast in the entire country. What is a podcast? Welcome back to Verdict with Ted Cruz. I'm Michael Knowles. I'm joined by not one, but two U.S. senators to help us break down the most shocking day of the entire impeachment trial. Senator Graham, thank you so much for being here. Glad to be here. Gentlemen, the last time that we sat down, I was told this impeachment was going to drag on for weeks. We were going to get witnesses. We were going to get Bolton. We were going to get Hunter Biden. This was going to get long and ugly. I go to sleep. I wake up today and... The senators are voting. No more witnesses. This thing could be over next week. Senator Cruz, what happened? 
Well, today was a big day, and let me say, Lindsay, thank you. Thank Welcome. you. I appreciate your coming. This is late at night. We spent all day, all day in the Senate. spending a lot of money on production. Here. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, this was, you're right, yesterday, if the vote had gone differently today, this trial could have gone on for months. Mm -hmm. We could have seen it drag on and on and on, and it was a big deal. It was up in the air, and today was the most important vote we've had in the entire trial. Um. It really came down to, we knew we had 47 Democrats that wanted more witnesses. Yeah. Why? Because they hadn't proved in the case they're losing. And so the only hope they have is extend it, go on a fishing expedition and see if they can find something. The big open question was, were four Republicans going to join them? We knew that two Republicans were. They'd announced it already. Mitt Romney and Susan Collins were voting with them. There were two other senators who were in play, Lamar Alexander, Lisa Murkowski. And it was close. Last night, Lamar announced that he was going to come out and say enough is enough. And we just found got a final decision from Lisa today, just a few minutes before she voted. Absolutely. So I saw the update on my phone when Senator Murkowski finally decided she was going to vote no more witnesses. How does that work? I Well, that's what I was going to ask you, because it, did, Michael, have you ever you, seen his phone? Did you get hang in there? That's worth it. Worth the wait. <laughs> Is oh my! <laughs> you don't is get that updates on this. It is Where a flip phone. It is the, the Russians can't get in this. You'll all have one in a five years. <laughs> Senator Graham, you are clearly a fiscal conservative. If Absolutely. you were using that kind of cell phone, <laughs> what happened with Senator Murkowski? I know that you two gentlemen were wheeling and dealing a little bit on the Senate floor. So, unless uh, number one, Ted was awesome. We had a little team trying to convince people. Can you say shit show on a podcast? Can I think you just okay, did, good. actually. All right. So what would happen if you call witnesses being a shit show? Yeah. You're just not going to call John Bolton. If you're going to call a witness, we're going to call all the witnesses. Would you know? want to know a little bit about the Bidens? You know, I like Joe Biden, but give me a break. If Mike Pence's son was making $3 million a year from the most corrupt gas company in the Ukraine, don't you think you might hear about it? Right. You, you're only going to hear about the Bidens on his podcast. So the bottom line here is Ted made a very eloquent argument that it throws the courts into chaos. It'd be the first impeachment in history if you have uh, executive privilege will be decided by the United States Senate mm -hmm. that if you call one witness, you're going to call a bunch of witnesses. The president didn't get to call one witness in the House. So you open up Pandora's box. And number two, the whole idea of legitimizing an impeachment in the House that took 78 days. Mm -hmm. You can't get a parking ticket in 78 days if you contest it. Not one witness allowed to be called by the president. No cross-examination. Um, the bottom line is the whole thing was a sham. And we were trying to convince Lisa and everybody else, don't legitimize this. Don't do their work for them. They're accusing you hmm. of being unfair because you did not call a witness they chose not to call. Why didn't they call John Bolton? Because it would be inconvenient. They couldn't impeach the president by uh, Christmas. That's not a good reason to ignore the courts. Do you think that it was the, the public arguments, what we all saw on TV, that moved Senator Murkowski, or was it more private conversations? So I think the pivotal moment happened day before yesterday. Day before yesterday, Adam Schiff made a mistake. He was standing up arguing, yes. and he said, he, he said, listen, the White House defense team have made John Bolton relevant because they have contradicted what he said. And then he threw a little aside. He said, if they'd have stipulated to it, then they'd have an argument. And it was interesting. I heard that Jay Sekulow's eyes got real wide when mm -hmm. he said that. 
And I got up and went back to the cloakroom. Lindsay went back to the cloakroom. Well, I opened my eyes at that point. <laughs> so, so for those of us who are not U.S. senators, why is that the big light bulb moment? So, well, I'll tell you. I, so I immediately, in the cloakroom, got my phone, texted my team and said, give me the transcript of exactly what Schiff just said. Yeah. And, and I went to Lindsay and we began talking, saying, look, we need to get Lamar. We need, we need to get Lisa. This idea of if you stipulate to a quid pro quo, if you agree, even if there is a quid pro quo, we win, mm-hmm. that might get their vote. That might give them give them mm-hmm. a ground to be com- comfortable. So we got the script. Lindsay and I together in the cloakroom, we talked with Lamar. We showed him exactly what he said. He, we said, what do you think about this? We talked with Lisa. Right. He said, hey, what do you think about this? They were open to the idea. They weren't convinced, but they, right. were, they were thinking about it. They were listening. We kept talking. The next day in the question period, I think the most important question is a question Lindsay wrote that I helped him write. And it was a question that was to the White House team that essentially said, if you assume for sake of argument that John Bolton testifies and everything he says is right, that we just assume everything's right, that there's a quid pro quo, is that an impeachable offense or not? And the White House lawyers, that they didn't want to go down this road. They had to be dragged, <laughs> kicking and screaming to this point. And I'll tell you, there was some kicking and screaming that Lindsay and I were both engaged yeah. with. Yeah. But they got up and they gave the answer, the most important answer, where they hmm. said, look, even if he testified, even if he says it's a quid pro quo, it doesn't change that it's an impeachable offense, which means his testimony mm-hmm. isn't necessary. And they walked through, as we've been talking about on this podcast, right. that a president can always investigate corruption. And if that's right, that a president can always investigate corruption, there was more than enough evidence of corruption. And I think that played that exchange where the White House lawyers made that argument in response to the question we teed up, I think was pivotal to getting both Lisa and Lamar, especially Lisa, to, to yes, which we needed. So what you're saying is the White House team was was pushing back. They didn't necessarily want to go down this road of if there was a quid pro quo, then X, Y, and Z. Right. However, if you address that that argument and it still doesn't matter if there was a quid pro quo, then there is no basis whatsoever for the impeachment. Well, there's no basis to call John Bolton. Hmm. So what brought all this up? You know, Ted was very, pra- I'm a practical guy. Lisa Murkowski is independent from Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. We're Republicans from Texas and South Carolina, a little different politics. Yeah. And here's, here's the problem. They could have called John Bolton and others, but they chose not to because they wanted to impeach the president before Christmas. Mm-hmm. The president would have declared executive privilege. It had gone to court like Nixon and Clinton did. But that got in the way of this railroad right job. Mm-hmm. But the problem is there's a blurb in the New York Times, as they always do, saying John Bolton has direct evidence that the president asked him to condition the aid on investigating the Bidens, looking at interference by the Ukraine. That was different. The hmm. uh, defense team of the president said there is no direct evidence. And they're right. There was no direct evidence uh, in the record that the House chose to establish. And from a, just a common sense point of view, it raises a question. Lamar is an institutionalist. He wanted to make sure that the Senate was a body that was open minded, fair. And Lisa had to go back home and explain, well, why didn't you call any witnesses? Hmm. And here's the point. If we call John Bolton now. Won't the president raise executive privilege? Because if he doesn't, he forfeits that for future presidents. 
Do we as senators destroy the privilege? It'd be the first impeachment in history where there was no court access. We would have to decide executive privilege. And I think that made Lamar feel uncomfortable. So so walk me through that just a little bit more, because this is now not an argument. So this is really important right here. So this is about what happens if we try to capture this testimony. The president was denied the chance to go to court in the House. Mm -hmm. They shut him out. What if we say now we want to call him for a new reason? And if he asked to go to court, the logic is the court of impeachment decides not Article three courts. It may be the first time in history a president was impeached without ever being able to avail the courts. Right. So what's the answer to this? Assuming for a moment, arguendo, podcast people, now, now you know go, what look up, means? go look up I, I, arguendo. I, 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 I was a little weak. Okay, you showed you, off your Latin in the yeah. early episode. So arguendo I am like, is a lawyer word, and you uh-huh, put it in yeah, race all the time, yeah. where you say, assume arguendo, which is, I'm not admitting it, yeah. but assume for case of argument this mm. is true, we still win. And so you do that in briefs all the time. Yeah, okay. that's right. In South Carolina, what if he said it? Yeah. It's assuming arguendo. Right. Would it matter? <laughs> so so, so I, I assume for a moment, for arguendo, for the sake of uh, argument, that if John Bolton did, if he was told by the president, I want to suspend aid until I find more about what the Bidens did, he had every reason in the world. Because if you're in charge, Ted, if I put you in charge of uh, fixing corruption in the Ukraine and I f- Find out that your son, who's you know, I'm, to t- you. I'm told that job pays a million bucks a okay. year. Okay, so <laughs> that's pretty don't good. you think pays better than podcasting? <laughs> don't you think when Joe Biden gets in front of the uh, Ukrainian parliament and says we got to end corruption in the Ukraine, particularly the intersect energy sector, and everybody saying, "Well, why is your son on the board of Burisma making a million dollars?" It kind of undercuts your argument. Yep. Mm-hmm. It destroyed our ability, quite frankly, to be credible agents of change, and that's a public policy. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Lamar said, "That's right." There's a reason to look at that, and there was all kind of evidence that the Ukraine uh, didn't like Trump and like Clinton, at least parts of it. So the president had a legitimate public purpose, and that gets back to Dershowitz. He said. If there's a mixed motive, the reason this impeachment sucks so much, we got to get into Trump's brain and find out how much of it was personal and how much it was public. And what Ted and I said, you know, they said there's not a scintilla of evidence that the Biden said anything wrong. I said, no, there's not. There's a herd of scintillas. (laughs) You know, if you find one of these little suckers roaming around, you win. (laughs) So, like, even I could prove this doesn't pass the smell test. And they started thinking, and I said, assume for a moment that the conversation was most beneficial to the House managers. You wind up right where you are today. There was a legitimate public purpose mm-hmm. to suspend the aid, and this is not an impeachable offense. Do you think the con- the founders really meant to throw the president out of office who could never run again because for 40 days he suspended aid to the Ukraine. They wind up getting the money and they didn't investigate anybody. But this is this is a real trick, a real political trick here, because you've got Senator Alexander, who you say cares about the institution. Yes, he's, he's a wonderful about man. The credibility Absolutely. of the Senate. And you've got Senator Murkowski, who's independent. She's got yes, to go back home to they her had state. real problems. So they, they have separate Problems so Ted and I understood maybe differently than others, and I'll let Ted talk here. You've got to address the problem in front of you. From Lisa Murkowski's point of view, if we could show Lisa that if you had the New York Times article in front of you, yeah. and I tried to get a stipulation yep. the day before, would it really matter? Wouldn't it still fall short of impeachment? Is this really what they meant to throw a president out that you suspend aid 
when they got the money and never did an investigation, the big picture stuff, then I think that turned the thinking that mm-hmm. you really didn't need Bolton because it wouldn't change the outcome. Right. So, so one of the things that I think was really potent is Lindsay's a trial lawyer. I'm an appellate lawyer. Those are different worlds. Those are different arenas. I say shit show and he says other stuff. <laughs> so that's the difference that's between a, difference. a trial lawyer and an appellate lawyer. Yeah. I, look, look, <laughs> trial lawyers talk to juries. Yeah. Appellate lawyers talk to judges. Yes. Those are different mm-hmm. ways of framing framing things. But he and I teamed up very closely. We probably wrote a dozen questions together, some of which we asked, mm-hmm. some of which we gave to our colleagues and they asked. But a lot of it. We were aiming over and over and over again. We had a purpose. At at Lamar and Lisa, trying to move them, but trying to also give them, you know, we've talked on this podcast a lot of times about framing the narrative and choosing, choosing the terrain on which you fight. Right. If the whole fight early on, the White House spent hours and hours saying there's no quid pro quo, there's no quid pro quo. Well, you know what? If that's their argument, the fact that the New York Times says John Bolton says there is a quid pro quo, that suddenly makes... If someone is trying to be very even handed, if that's the central dispute, it's really hard to say, well, gosh, shouldn't we bring him in to testify? What was important, and it took a couple of days to get us there, is to make clear it doesn't matter if there was a quid pro quo or not. That's not the issue. So I'm uh, sorry sorry to interrupt. There were these competing strategies. There were these two. Okay. So here's the point. You got to know who you're talking to. Lisa Murkowski is very independent. She's not going to do something because somebody tells her to. Mm-hmm. It's inconvenient if you want a witness. That's not going to matter. It may hurt the team if you call a witness. And Lamar loves the institution. He's about to retire. He's going to do what he thinks best. And mm-hmm. what we try to do is explain, play it out. They're playing a game here. They set us up. They could have called the witness. They chose not to because it's inconvenient. Now they're asking you to deal out Article Three courts bad. So assume for a moment you had Bolton in front of you. Would it really change the outcome here? Does it make it an impeachable offense mm-hmm. for Bolton to say what he's going to say? Right. And the answer is clearly no. Now, there was another argument that I think moved them quite a bit. Yes. Uh, and it was that what the Democrats were trying to do, if we'd have been 50-50. This is a big one here. The Democrats were trying to go after the U.S. Supreme Court. Big because one. if it had been 50-50... And we talked about this on the show last time. It's completely unclear if and, there is and a they would have tried to make John Roberts decide. And whatever he did, it, it would have been viewed through a political lens. Mm-hmm. And, and so, look, one case that a number of us made is, is we're in a world where people have lost faith in Congress. They've mm-hmm. lost faith in the presidency. And if, if we come through this and let the Democrats tarnish the Supreme Court, too, where they lose faith in every institution of government, that, that that's a real problem. And, and Michael, I think we've got a clip here yes. that, that'll give an example of the Democrats' strategy. Question from Senator Warren is for the House managers. At a time when large majorities of Americans have lost faith in government, does the fact that the Chief Justice is presiding over an impeachment trial in which Republican senators have thus far refused to allow witnesses or evidence contribute to the loss of legitimacy of the Chief Justice, the Supreme Court, and the Constitution? Now, that is an insulting question. Now, Michael, I'm going to tell you something surprising. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren helped defeat the impeachment of the President of the United States. How do you mean? That little stunt she pulled was a campaign stunt. Uh That was a fundraising stunt. That was designed to thrill the left-wing activists in the Iowa caucuses. (laughs) There ain't nothing else going on than that. But I'll tell you what, 
That stunt yeah. helped deliver the votes of Lisa and Lamar. It did. Uh, beca- be- because it hmm. made clear this is a political game. Right. And if John Roberts doesn't vote the way Elizabeth Warren wants, she's mm-hmm. going to call him a political hack and throw him into politics. And it suddenly raised the price of their voting and making it 50-50 because you don't want to see the court thrown into that political swamp. Do you agree with that, Lindsay? A hundred percent. All you got to do is look at her statement. Mm-hmm. She said a fair trial in the Senate's impossible because of them. This is Lisa Murkowski. Yeah. Statement. So her statement was that they're going to set up the chief justice because they hate Trump so much. So the difference between 51 and 50 is enormous. If it's 50-50, then you put the chief justice in the crosshairs of history. You begin to corrupt the court, as Ted said. They could give a damn on the other side. They just want an outcome here. And I think it really mattered to, to Lamar and Lisa that Ted explained the historic nature of what the chief justice would be required to decide. And I think I explained Honest to God, if you believed every word of John Bolton, would it matter? The truth and is, it by wouldn't. By the way, a left-wing attack group today put out an attack ad with John Roberts wearing a MAGA hat. <laughs> yeah. And that ticked off Republican senators. Yeah. That helped produce yeah. the vote we had today. So you think it was just an overreach by people like Senator Warren, by these left-wing groups. So what I want to know, I mean, this was a truly shocking day. What happens now? Well, I just want to fill out with what you said. It wasn't just an overreach by them. They helped. It was two senators who are good people thinking it through <laughs> and Ted bringing to the table an expertise that very few people have, quite frankly. And I just tried to say, listen, I'm, I try to be fair. I supported the Mueller investigation. I actually co-sponsored legislation <laughs> that would prevent Mueller from being fired without cause. Yeah, Matt, what the heck were you thinking there? Well, <laughs> j- just to tell Trump, what the hell are you thinking? I understand. You know, I if you fire that. this guy, you're dead. Yeah. And I thought Mueller would be fair, but this whole process has not been fair. So I could say, listen, guys, it's not like I think the president's beyond being looked at. What they did in the House is dangerous to the country. It's a partisan impeachment, no due process, and we need to end it the right way. Do not make it worse. And what would make it worse is to do what Ted said, put the court in the crosshairs of history in the wrong way. And what would make it worse is to to let them goad us into calling a witness that wouldn't matter because they think we're unfair. You've done nothing wrong here. It was the other side who did something wrong. Well, and as a consequence— John Roberts is not in a position where he has to make any yeah. controversial rulings where where they can where he's right. being set up to be attacked as being political. He simply he he presided over a fair trial and it was the senators who were voted. Mm-hmm. And and look, we're elected to make policy decisions and political decisions and also to apply the constitutional standard. So and, and that's what we did. In some way, it feels like we dodged a bullet. If it were a 50 50. Oh, you vote. have no idea. No, no you, you dodged a, a, a truck. Wow. Yeah, but because really, just play it out. We we call witnesses, then you're not just going to call John Bolton. You're going to have the whistleblower. It's going to be a nightmare for the country. You have all kind of issues decided by the Senate, should be decided by the courts. <clears throat> and you would set a precedent that I think would make impeachment of every president in the future almost a certainty. And it seemed actually in some of the arguments we heard during the trial <coughs> that there was a a threat there or an acknowledgement that if we continue down this path, we're going to impeach every president from now on. Why well, not? and that remains a real risk that that uh, we've opened the door to. That. So how do you stop that? 
if the House loses, and one of the reasons they lost is because they've gone crazy. Donald Trump's changed the Republican Party, but he's driven the Democratic Party completely nuts. Right. <laughs> so how, what would happen if President Trump gets reelected? That's exoneration. Well, and, and let me underscore that because that's a very good point. I actually think Bill Clinton helped keep Barack Obama from getting impeached. How so? Now, why is that? Republicans impeached Absolutely. Bill Clinton. And actually, Lindsey was, one, was of one of the managers. He, he That's was, right. You he, don't try this at home. <laughs> okay. And it backfired. It, it, it hurt Republicans. It got Bill Clinton mm-hmm. reelected. It didn't work. And a lot of Republicans took that message. Hey, wait a second. Being being seen, being too partisan, too aggressive, using impeachment, that's a problem. And so when it came to Obama, look, Obama, on the abuse of power theory that we've heard from the House managers, Obama abused his power in many respects. And yet all of us agreed we shouldn't be impeaching Obama. We should beat him at the ballot box, which we tried to do. But impeachment wasn't the right tool. If if Republicans hadn't gotten burned so bad on the Clinton impeachment, right. there would have been some loud voices to impeach Obama. But as it was, people said, let's not go down that road. So if you want to stop partisan impeachments going forward, the best way, and Lindsay, you're right, I hadn't thought about it and connected it like this. The best way to stop it is, is for Democrats to get walloped in November right. <laughs> because then the next Democrats will say, okay, wow, this this impeaching business. And by the way, the Republicans will too. Well, you know, we still remember. Okay, Lamar asked a question. What's the partisan difference between Nixon, Clinton, and Trump? Yeah. Uh, a lot, a little, none. <laughs> a lot of bipartisanship for Nixon. Yeah, That's the kind of thing the founders had in mind. Yeah. You know, it, this is a constitutional death penalty for a politician. You should use it sparingly. Clinton had 33 Democrats say, let's look at it, bipartisan impeachment. And Clinton basically cheated Paula Jones out of her day in court, hid evidence, perjury, you name it. You can't have the most powerful person in the country destroy a private citizen's right to have their day in court. Now, here we are with Trump, bipartisan rejection of the articles of impeachment right and i think that bothered lamar the, and it was the a, way it was done yep. and the outcome in the house Actually, we don't want both to be part of us of joined with lamar on a question on exactly yeah, no, that lamar really and, rose to the occasion yeah, be, here. because what you're saying is there was a bipartisan rejection of rejection but in terms of the people who actually voted for impeachment it was the first time in u.s history you had a purely partisan impeachment I'm yeah a, and i hope it's the last happened. see clinton was in his second term Nixon resigned. If Trump wins, he'll be the first person impeached in his first term to get reelected. That will Hmm. exonerate him. Now, I want to know, obviously, the the impeachment hearings have been so dreary and tedious. And I, it's you got to be kidding me. It's, I know you'll we, be shocked. We kind of like fun. I, I admit it. If you're watching this podcast, you're loving this stuff. <laughs> well, the podcast maybe C-SPAN, I don't know. We're, Although, we're, actually, people listen to this because they can't watch C-SPAN for 13 hours. And it exactly makes their right. eyes and ears bleed. But I, this way, at this least. This is somewhere between <laughs> C-SPAN and the trial. <laughs> was there any moment that was... That had some levity to it, some foibles, some... I I, I think the funniest moment was last night, the very last of the questions, 16 hours of questions, 
Amy Klobuchar submits the last question, sends the card down. Number one, she sends the wrong card down. Yeah. So the chief doesn't read it. She realizes she screwed up. She has to run down and write her name on the card. Yeah. So, so that starts off. We're kind oh, of, it's not. We're not cracking well. up at that. Yeah. And it's not that hard. <laughs> it, yeah. it, you literally write your yeah. name on it. It, it, it. You know, kindergarten. We're not first tricking day you school, here. Yeah. Okay. We're I did it three times and I didn't screw up. That you know, put your name on the top. Yeah. Block letters. I think she was thinking about Iowa. Maybe okay, she wasn't exactly. paying attention. So, so, Phil, this is a good one. Keep going. So her question was, would the House managers give a closing argument? So Adam Schiff stands up. You see him kind of puff out his chest. He starts walking forward. And Jerry Nadler, who's sitting like four seats behind him, runs behind him, pushes Schiff out of the way (laughs) and goes to the microphone. And and Schiff is literally going, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. (laughs) And he stands there behind Nadler. I mean, glaring. He wanted to punch or strangle him. These are the two House Democrat impeachment managers. They're the leads. And Nadler just went and gave his closing (laughs) arguments and Schiff stood there for a good 10 seconds. And then he just sat down and glared at Nadler the whole time. And by the way, Roberts, he had his reading glasses on the tip of his nose. And and I know I've known John Roberts 25 years. You saw a slight smile, which for him is cracking up <laughs> oh, laughing because yeah. they, they almost had a fist. This fight. man has never smiled in his life. So um, <laughs> he's so actually no, wickedly funny. No, he I, is. I'll tell I, you, I, you, I, 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 I know John. You're right. He's a brilliant That is man. some and breaking he is news. In Nobody his own way. Mitch McConnell's funny in his own way. So <laughs> so here's the deal. Jerry's wife is sick. Lindsay's Let's pray for it. Yeah, she's yes. got she's yes. got pancreatic cancer. Yes. Now I'm praying for Jerry. I've known him for a long time, but Jerry can throw a punch. He can take a punch. So number one shift: if Jerry Nadler's out running, you you need to get in better shape. <laughs> so, but the deal is, it was just shocking, and we were all pulling for Nadler to win the race. <laughs> We'd heard enough of Schiff. So Schiff started good, but after about 30 hours of Schiff, you're ready to turn the channel. You know it's bad when people want to hear Nadler, not not Schiff. So the bottom line here is the the classic story, and I know we got to go because y'all got to do whatever you do in a podcast world. Senator, is this your first Don't drink and drive. So here's the deal. His flip phone so doesn't download them. Chuck, <laughs> Chuck right. Schumer trying to be clever. Sometimes he is. Sometimes we all fall short in his business. Mm-hmm. He invites, uh, to, he gives his ticket to be a uh, spectator at the trial to Parnas. To, this is this corrupt <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ukrainian this, the guy. Crookedest snake guy. <laughs> in the Ukraine, he said, I'm in on it. Lindsey Graham knew it all. And they said, have you ever talked to Lindsey Graham? No, but I heard he knew it all. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know it all. So they invite him to come. He shows up to get his ticket. He can't get in because he's got an anklet bracelet from the court. <laughs> you can't make this one up. That is, you know, I, I almost wish the Schumer's guest can't come into the trial because he's got an ankle bracelet. That's par for the course. Well, you know, State of the Union, I heard Schumer's bringing Charles Manson. <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be interesting. The guy's dead. So uh, anyway, I've never done this before. If you're number two in the podcast world, you need to up your game. Because <laughs> this is number one. Apparently we're this number is, one. Uh, I know that. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. Maybe. Who's number I, two? 
<laughs> you know, speaking of, we've got to get you out of here because the senators are off. You get a couple days oh, off no, now. We're, you... yeah, the weird union. We're done by now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm headed to Texas. Yeah. Heading to Texas. Yeah. Senator Graham, you're done I'm as well. I'm going to South Carolina. One last story. You know, the two guys uh, that led the Alamo, both of them are from South Carolina. What does that mean? We'll go a long way for a lost cause. And uh, <laughs> I was an impeachment manager. Texas heroes. I would love Texas heroes. God bless Texas. But Henry Hyde was giving us the old take the hill boys we're gonna go over the senate we're gonna stand for truth justice in the american way you know the 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 brave men and women at the alamo you know they stood their ground and you know that's our charge that's our charter i said hey henry didn't they all get killed and he says that's a, that's something i ignored but it's a good point <laughs> but he did say we're still talking about him to this day it's <laughs> true and a final point wrapping up there will be another bombshell. There will be another. Oh, between yeah. now and Kavanaugh times two. I you promise so? you something else oh, is yeah. coming. Oh yeah. Between now yeah. and 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 the verdict on impeachment that will be voted on on Wednesday, there'll be another bombshell I, in the New York Times probably, but something else is yeah. coming. Because I when I when I saw it today, I just thought, okay, it's over, right? I don't need to worry about it anymore. You're saying, oh no, I, they're I, not I, done. Know, we both were on Kavanaugh, and you asked what's next. After this is over, we're going to ask some hard questions. The State Department, why didn't you understand this conflict of interest? Why didn't you do something about it? Uh, we're going to get to the bottom of the Pfizer warrant abuse. We're going to do all that stuff. But we by the way, this is breaking news. Yeah, we cannot live in a country. So you're because a lot of questions in the mailbag. People yeah, are asking, no, "Are I we tell you, going oh, to yeah, get to trust the bottom?" Me, not because. I actually like Joe Biden. I've traveled the world with him. But, you know, if it had been Mike Pence or Vice President Cheney, they'd be all over. We can't live in a world where just one side gets looked at. I don't have any animosity in my heart toward toward anyone. But the truth of the matter is you got to have a country where the rules matter for everybody, not just President Trump. I mean, uh, not for Democrats. President Trump, from the day he took office to now, has gone through hell. His family's yep. gone through hell. And I promise you, to those who care, we're going to get to the bottom of Burisma because it's important we find out about Burisma. We're going to find out how could you issue a warrant four times against an American citizen. Here's the world. If Trump goes to a Russian re restaurant to have dinner, he's a Russian. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, you can have three million dollars paid to your son in the Ukraine and nobody cares. Now, if President Trump gets acquitted... You're saying the Senate Republicans are not going to give up on this. What can be done Oversight. to get to the bottom of uh, Jim Rich is chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee. The first witness I want to call is John Kerry's chief of staff. When you were told that there was a conflict of interest by John Kerry's stepson, who was their business partner, why don't you do something about it? And, and last I checked, both you and I are on foreign relations. Last time I checked, we're on judiciary and we're on foreign relations. Uh, this is the beginning of a day of reckoning. This is, is not, not the beginning of the end, maybe the end of the beginning, we're moving on. Is, it's the end of the podcast, I it's, hope. And it's the end of the, uh, one <laughs> thing I wanna know before we let you get out of here and hop onto a plane, one last thing is I noticed, it's much earlier tonight, usually we're here at two o'clock in the morning, it's only 11 o'clock at night. Why is it that Mitch McConnell, that all these senators are letting people get out of here so early? Was there some? Uh, I think the Democrats wanted to go to Iowa. The Democrats, those, they those were three Democrats. jumping to go to Iowa. Did uh, did you talk to any of your colleagues? Were they? Uh... Well, you know, l let's look at it this way. I'm not married. So why can't you get everything done the way you want it? I'll let Ted answer that question. <laughs> we got 100 people in the Senate. Everybody has different agendas. But Monday. So Sunday's Super Bowl, right? 
Monday is the Iowa caucus. Tuesday's the State of the Union. Bottom line is this is the best Mitch could do. And I think Mitch McConnell did a brilliant job handling this. I really do. Bets on the Super Bowl before we go? Look, I'm, I'm rooting for the Chiefs just because they beat the Texans. And so on on that principle, if they go on to win <laughs> yeah, it all, yeah. I get to say the Texans are the second best in my, in my reckoning. Yeah, I'm right. pulling for the Falcons. There we are. That's our show. That's the, that's the final <laughs> verdict on the Super Bowl. We've got a whole lot more coming. I don't up like my chances. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Michael Knowles. On behalf of Senator Lindsey Graham, so gracious to spend the night in our bunker over here. Yeah. This is Verdict with Ted Cruz. This episode of Verdict with Ted Cruz is being brought to you by Jobs, Freedom, and Security PAC, a political action committee dedicated to supporting conservative causes, organizations, and candidates across the country. In 2022, Jobs, Freedom, and Security PAC plans to donate to conservative candidates running for Congress and help the Republican Party across the nation. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. Ben Ferguson here, and if you're an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be a part of your investment portfolio. And I want you to visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investments to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit Labrador Energy. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more now at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.